0: Hey there, Caitlin here. Our mission at EB Academics is simple. Help middle school ELA teachers take back their time outside of the classroom by providing them with engaging lessons, planning frameworks, and genuine support so that you can become the best version of yourself both inside and outside of the classroom. So if you think you might be ready to try something new because you know you simply cannot continue the way that you have been, that I'd invite you to take a moment to check out the EB Teachers Club, the EB Writing Program, or the EB Grammar Program by visiting the links in the description of the podcast. We hope to continue to support you within one of our programs in the future. And in the meantime, we look forward to serving you right here on the podcast each week. All right. We are into week three on the podcast, talking about writing here at EB, one of our favorite topics, that and batch planning. Um, And I want to start by, again, inviting you to join our free writing PD series that's happening at the end of this month, um, which is soon after this episode airs. If you go to ebteacher.com forward slash writing, what you'll get to do is sign up for one of our free workshops. So there are four different ones to choose from. And we're talking about four proven strategies for teaching literary analysis which if you've been around here a while or you're brand new here and you've just started listening is what we feel the foundation um, of every other writing style. It is the most important thing that you can teach to your students. Here at EB, we call it the EBW approach. So we'll be doing a free workshop around that along with the pop-up Facebook group, bonus trainings, free resources that are actually gonna make a difference for your students in your classroom. that are easy for you to implement and then are gonna help you, like we talked about last week on the episode, start to shift that identity piece for you, that you are actually a great writing teacher, that you're confident, that you're excited that you can do this. Um, so definitely make sure that you sign up for that free experience With us. Again, you can go to ebteacher.com forward slash writing. All right. So today we're going to talk about getting your students to actually enjoy writing. Imagine that um, with this fun activity. So I want you to think about if you've ever told your class, right, it's time for a new writing unit. And you're like, okay, this is what we're going to do. And your students are like, oh, Mrs. Mitchell. Or they roll their eyes. They're like, oh, come on again. Like, I thought we just finished that writing unit, whatever. And if you're being honest, Maybe even you dread it. And now at the end of that writing unit, you've got 32 like papers that you have to grade, random evidence, explanations that don't make any sense. I remember my first couple of years teaching high school and I did not have our EBW approach. I constantly wrote, how does this answer the prompt? (laughs) Over and over and over again. Like I just needed to get a stamp made at that point. And so what if we told you that a super fun activity that taught the power behind two magical sentences could turn your students into text-dependent writing aficionados year-round. Like, they're just great at doing this. Because if your middle school students are like most, justification or explanation or analysis, whatever you want to call it, is a major challenge like if not the biggest challenge for them when it comes to writing convincing arguments and well-organized papers. Like this might be like the pain point. And that's exactly what I was talking about. When I would write on my students' essays, how does this answer the prompt? It was because their evidence, I'm sorry, their justification was not explaining their evidence, right? And so this activity that we're gonna share with you today not only gives your students the practice that they need to nail down their writing, but it's also really fun, right? And we're all about rigor and engagement here at EB. And it's one of those activities that when you see it scheduled in your plan book, like you're actually gonna be excited to go to school that day. One of those activities where you're gonna get a bunch of students asking you, hey, can we do another lesson like that, Mrs. Mitchell? Or they're not gonna wanna go to PE or lunch or whatever it is. Like that is a huge win when it comes to teaching writing. And I want you to think about too, like what does that do for your students when they actually enjoy a writing activity? Right, that identity piece that we talked about last week. And I want to point out that this activity is actually really versatile as well. So it's an awesome way to hook students as you introduce literary analysis writing at the beginning of the year, which is what we suggest. And it can also be used if your students are familiar with text dependent writing, but maybe they just need a little bit extra help to make it stronger. So, Jessica, if you can break down the lesson for us.
1: Yes. So we're going to call this lesson The Case of the Stolen Pearls. And I think if you just you know, share that alone with your students, it's already going to be like, oh, okay, this is something a little different, right? It's not our typical writing assignment. So you're going to tell your students that they need to solve a mystery and you're going to pass out a text and we're going to share links with you about how you can get this exact text and everything. And so you give your students this story, The Case of the Stolen Pearls, and you can read it aloud as a group. And I just want to tell you kind of the basics of it. So it's a story about a detective who's called into River Falls High School after Mr. Alvarez, the principal, reports his wife's pearl necklace missing from the school safe because he placed it there and then he was planning on taking it out later on for their anniversary dinner. but when he went to get it it was gone. Now at the time it was taken or it's missing, three teachers happen to have been on campus and now they're getting called in for questioning. So students are reading all that and then they're meeting, those three teachers and hearing the questions that are asked and like, what are their alibis and all that good stuff. So after you read the story, you put your students into small groups and you tell them, okay, your goal is to figure out which teacher stole the pearls. Like it's just so much fun. Right. And so now they have to go back in the text and they have to search for evidence to support their claim. You know, which teacher is the guilty one. And it really helps because you give students an evidence tracker. So they're not just taking random notes on a piece of paper. No, it's really organized where they have to write a claim. Such and such teacher stole the pearls. Then they have to search for evidence to support that. And then they're going to start justifying their reasoning. And I love this. They have to write actually two premises. So they have to come up with two reasons. They have to really dig deep in the text. And for each of those premises, they are coming up with an exact quote from the text. So it's keeping it relevant. It's keeping it focused. And then they write those two to three sentences of justification. So it's really helpful if you give your students that graphic organizer. It has helpful hints on it. And it sets them up for success, right? It's going to make their discussion so much more focused, which means you're going to get better results from the activity. And what I love about this particular activity is there actually is a guilty teacher. It's not like this open-ended question. There is one piece of evidence, actually two pieces of evidence that point to the guilty teacher, but it's not so obvious on the first read. And so what you can tell your students is, yes, of course you'll reveal the answer when they're done, but what's most important is that they're creating strong premises. They're finding relevant evidence. They're using strong justification. And what we like to tell our students is, you know, it's fine if you come up with the wrong teacher, the wrong guilty person. As long as your justification is strong and it connects back to your evidence and it connects back to your claim, you're good to go, right? You've seen results from this activity and it can be really fun to have students, you know, fill out their evidence trackers. And then what you do is you give them something called a case report. Honestly, this is just a text dependent mini essay, but because it's called a case report, it makes it a little more fun. You're kind of, you know, tricking them into doing some writing, but they're having fun in the process. And so students fill out their little case report and then what you can have them do is share out loud who do they think the guilty teacher is. And you can keep track of that on the board because it's kind of fun to see you know who is the actually guilty, who got the right answer. So frankly, it's just an argumentative essay that they're doing. But again, because it's disguised as a mystery and because it's disguised with a case report, they're engaged. But they're sitting there, they're talking evidence, they're talking justification, they're debating with one another. They're saying, I don't know if that's the best piece of evidence or not. And isn't that what we want from our students, right? We want them having that discussion. We want them calling us over and saying, oh my gosh, look what we found. Look at this piece of evidence. Do you think that's right? And so again, they're engaged, they're into it. So now they're much more likely when they go to write a future essay, because of course you're not going to just do this one time, right? They're going to do more writing. They're going to use that evidence. They're going to use what they learned about justification, what they learned about premises. And it's all going back to that EBW approach that we talked about on the last episode. It all ties into that framework. You're just introducing it or using it in a different way for students. So I absolutely love this activity. I've done it with my own son, actually. Last year I took Um, my oldest Jameson and a friend after school. And we would practice writing because their school wasn't doing a ton of writing at the time. And we did this exact activity and they were so into it. They were like sitting there debating with each other at the library. I had to tell them like, okay, quiet down. Like we're being too loud. And it was just so much fun to see their experience with it and saying, can we do another one like that? What else have you got?
0: So (laughs) I'm Spoken like a true English teacher, mom. (laughs) Right making and Jameson and his friend. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, so you can actually grab this activity for free. If you're an EB teacher, it's in your EB marketplace, just type in pearls and it should pop up. Um, but if you're not, you can go to ebacademicscom forward slash pearls and grab this free resource, download it, use it with your students. And if you do which you should, um, let us know over on Instagram, find us at EB academics, send us a direct message or tag us in it. Um, on Instagram, we would love to see you using this activity in your classroom. All right. Again, reminder a bonus episode is airing on thursday which is special from the archives we're airing some of the best of the best that we've aired in the past um and then next week on the podcast we will be talking about um our wrapping things up kind of at the end of july as we head into our free elapd series which again you can go to ebteacher.com forward slash writing to sign up for but we will be talking about increasing students writing scores in 30 minutes or less i like that title all right what's that about All right, you guys have a great rest of your week. We will see you next week on the podcast and make sure that you're signed up for that series with us, that free PD series on writing because we're kicking things off very soon. All right, bye everyone. Bye everybody.